Solas was the war cry of the reformers. They set their feet firmly upon the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified and refused to move an inch. The Roman Catholic Church believed in scripture, believed in grace, believed in faith, believed in Christ, believed in the glory of God, but the reformers added the most important word of all, alone, alone. that scripture is the authority and scripture alone, that we are saved by grace and grace alone, through faith and faith alone, in Christ and Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. alone. These are the five solas. Sola Scriptura.
Good morning. Hey, it's Randy over here at Made Free Church, Tactical Discipleship and ServantForChrist.com. How are you guys this morning? Hope you guys are having an amazing morning. I know every morning that I wake up, man, I just, it's all about, it's all about worship, word, and just getting ready for this every morning. It's such an amazing time, an amazing opportunity that I get to be here with you guys in the mornings. You know, um, God is so good. God has changed my life in so dramatic ways this last couple months. It's been, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Um, just to an announce a couple, I'm going to do an announcement now. I'm going to do a lot of announcements later. So guys, if you guys need prayer, please go to madefreechurch.org, madefreechurch.org. We have a prayer request uh, tab that's in there. And we have a whole intercessory prayer team that prays over your request every day. So please use that. We get that. We send that out to our intercessory prayer team. And if you guys live in the United States, because that's the only way we can call, and you got want us, one of our, our pastors or one of our, our prayer teams to give you a call and uh, pray with you and minister to you and talk to you, we can do that as well. Just leave your phone in the little box, okay? Um, and we will call you. Give us about, you know, uh, usually we call right away, but depending on what's going on, it usually takes us you know, anywhere from maybe, you know, five to, to 10 hours to get a hold of you, depending on if we're working or not or what's going on. But um, that, that let alone, man, I just, uh, we just wanted to come and we're going to be doing a new series in the book of Romans. You know, I've been praying about if I was going to go to Ephesians or if I was going to go to Romans or if I was going to do this or do that, you know, and, and God just uh, led me to Romans because Pastor Dave's doing Ephesians. You know what I mean? I we I didn't even know he was doing Ephesians until yesterday, and uh, it was great. I was like, oh, well, you know, I just I just wrote something on 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 Romans, you know, uh, on Saturday, and and uh, and he was going good because I'm doing Romans, I'm doing Ephesians. I'm like, yeah, right on. I don't have to do it. Um, the whole book is just amazing. The whole Bible is amazing. So let's get into prayer, guys. Guys, if uh, you want to comment, please comment. Um, but please give access to StreamYard so I can actually see your name. Because um, if you don't, I won't see your name. I'll just say Facebook user or YouTube user or Twitter user or Periscope user. Um, and I won't know. But I, I, I will respond to your guys' uh, questions or, or good mornings or, or, you know, stuff like that. So, um, so let's get into it. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. and We thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. We love you, God, and we just want to be more like you, Lord. We just want to just be obedient to your word and obedient to you. So we just thank you, God. We love you, we worship you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, let's get into this. Um, we're going to be uh, in Romans uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. So let's, let's read that together, okay? And that says, I... Uh, Paul, a slave of Jesus Christ, called as an apostle, having been set apart for the gospel of God, which he has promised beforehand through his prophets in holy scriptures, concerning his son, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, who was designed or designated, excuse me, as the uh, son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him, we have received the grace and apostleship for the obedience of faith among the Gentiles for the, sake, for the sake of his name, among whom you also are called of Christ, of Jesus Christ, 
to all who are beloved of God in Rome, called as saints, grace to you and peace from our Father, God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all for you all, because of your faith is being proclaimed throughout the whole world. For God, for God, whom I serve in the Spirit, in the gospel of His Son, in I'm having trouble. All right, sorry about that. Um, let's see. Uh, for all who are beloved by God in Rome, called saints, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all because your faith is being proclaimed throughout the whole world. For God, whom I served in the spirit in the gospel of his son, is my witness as how without ceasing I I mention you, I make mention of you. Always in my prayers, earnestly asking if perhaps now at last by the will of God that I may succeed in coming to you for I long to see you so that I may impart some spiritual gift to you that you may be strengthened that is to be mutually encouraged while among you by each other's faith both yours and mine I do not want you to be unaware brothers that I often plan to come to you even and have been prevented so far, so that I have some fruit among you also, even as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under no obligation both to Greeks and barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. In this way, for my part, I am eager to proclaim the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. To first, uh, to the Jews first, and also to the Greek. For if in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous shall live by faith. Pretty awesome, man. It's a, it's it's a it's a pretty awesome scripture. Right? You know, I love being in Romans. Romans is one of my favorite books. I think. First and Second Peter and Titus are probably like the my most favorite books that I like to go into, but uh, we'll we'll have to do a study on that later. So this morning we're going to begin a verse by verse study on Paul's letter to the Christians of Rome, and and, and what a, and what a great book it is. You know, William McDonald in his the commentary tells us that uh, Romans uh, has always stood at the head of Paul's letters. And rightly so. It is certainly one of the most important books in the New Testament because it contains the most complete discussion of Christian beliefs in the whole entire Bible. Down through the history of God's church, Romans has had a powerful influence on key leaders. In uh, 380 AD, in August, uh, uh, AD Augustine, uh, he was, you know, a monk, um, was saved after reading Romans 13, 13 through 14. There God's word says, let us walk properly and in as in the day, not in reverly and drunkenness or likishness or lewdness, not in strife or envy, but put the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh and to fulfill its lust. See, 
Over a thousand years later, the Protestant Reformation, which was launched when Martin Luther was enlightened by the truth of Romans 117, that the just shall live by faith. Then in the 1700s, God used John Wesley to, to help bring a mighty revival in England. But Wesley never had assurance of his salvation until he heard the opening words of Martin Luther's commentary on Romans. The book of Romans has almost a unique place unique place in God's word. William Barclay in his commentary helped us understand when he said, with, the, with very few expectation, all of Paul's letters were written to meet an immediate need. There was something, there was some threatening situation in Corinth, Galatia, Philippi, and Thessalonica. In almost all of his letters, Paul was dealing with some immediate trouble, some pressing situation, some current error, uh, and some threatening danger, which was menacing the local church. And Paul wrote the letters to meet those needs. Right? For example, in Galatians 1, 6-8, you know, Paul had uh, told those Corinthians, I marvel that you are turning away so, uh, so soon from him who called you to the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. See, we see that today in our own churches. You know what I mean? You know, there, there there's a lot of uh, hyper-charismatic, charismatic churches and even reformed churches. Uh, not really reformed, but other churches that pervert the gospel of Christ to fit their own need and their own wallets. You know what I mean? But don't, you know, but but I think now what we're seeing is, is, is another, you know, a new modern reformation. Because some of those charismatic pastors are pr now preaching the full counsel of God. They still have, you know, there's always going to be trouble in churches, right? You know, that's not something we must look over, but it's something that we must take into account. None of us are perfect. And even in the churches in Rome, not like Galatia, Philippi, Thessalonica, they weren't perfect either, right? Uh, the only time that we're ever going to see perfection is when we go see the man upstairs. So, um, Romans is different, right? Uh, uh, the, big, the, the big part of the difference in Romans is Paul was writing to the church and that he did not start, he did, that he did not start, and, and, and he had never even visited. Why did Paul write this letter to the Romans? One huge reason was to request their prayers, and they will see this reason when we get to Romans 15. But Paul also wrote this letter because he had a compelling desire to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world, right? So why did Paul write this letter to the Romans? One huge reason was the request of their prayers. You know what I mean? Um, and Barclay, ex Barclay explained that, you know, it had been always been one of Paul's dreams to preach at Rome. And, and when he was in Ephesus, uh, when he was in Ephesus, he, he was planning uh, to go through the regions of Corinth and Philippi again. And then in Acts 19.21, came the sentence straight from Paul's heart. 
after I have been there, I must see Rome. Later in later on in Jerusalem, the situation was threatening and 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 the end seemed near. But in, in Acts 23, 11, Paul's heart was lifted up when the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good show, Paul, for as you have testified before me in Jerusalem, you will also bear witness in Rome. Rome was always on Paul's heart, right? But not at all. Barclay noted that it has been said that Paul, that he was always haunted by the regions beyond. He never saw a ship anchored without wishing to get on board and carry the good news to men across the sea. He never saw a range of mountains without wanting to go over and take the story of the cross to men who've never heard it. See, in Romans in Romans 15, 23-24, as Paul near the end of his letter, you know, Paul, he wrote, But I no longer having a place in these parts, having a great desire these many years to come to you. Whenever I journey to Spain, I shall come to you. For I have hoped to see you on my journey and to be helped on my way by you if first I may enjoy your company for a while. See, Paul was willing to be a witness for Jesus everywhere he possibly could. You know what I mean? And we should be we should be willing to. And this this morning scripture shows us why. You know, think about the faithful witness in your life. That one person for me was Pastor David and Pastor Wayne Parkerson. You know, uh, when when it came to being a Christian, they were the real thing. And 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 you know, they were the most faithful witness to me at that particular time. And no matter how much I argued with them, no matter how much I ridiculed them, they never gave up witnessing to me and they've never given up on me. Pastor, you know, and, and, and Pastor Dave and Pastor Wayne uh, was always willing to speak truth to me, right? And, and, and he always did with a patient, kind, friendly spirit. You know, mostly Dave, you know what I mean? And after I fell... David was there. No one else was. Pastor, Pastor Chad and Dave and, and Richard and, and the guys that stood around me were there. And, 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 and there again, they took me, Dave took me under his wing in a loving, cared for me and started to, and started to disciple me. See, I believe this. If a pastor is not being discipled, you need to get away from that pastor. Because if that pastor isn't being discipled and he's not discipling other men, that's an issue. And, and you guys must understand that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of pastors out there who don't get discipled and that aren't still having those accountability. But there's a lot of pastors out there that still do have that accountability. And that's the main thing, right? You know, David... Um, you know, David is a father and the senior lead pastor here at Made Free Church. And Wayne Parkerson is the lead pastor, you know, over at Bread of Life, you know. And, and, and David was, was overjoyed to hear how God was restoring me. And, and he was joyed, joyed to learn how God was doing in my life. And I speak to him every day. And, and, and I believe that in all their prayers with Pastor Dave and Pastor Wayne um, and, and Dave's patience and kindness to me, um, you know, and, and I really believe that Dave will hear the words that Jesus said in Matthew 25, 23. Well done, good and faithful servant. 
You were faithful over a few things, and I will make you a ruler over many. Enter the enter into the joy of the Lord. You know, see, Pastor David, you know, after my fall, was willing to witness, and before that was willing to witness Jesus Christ. And that's the way God wants us to be. This this morning scripture actually shows us why. First, it's because God has given us a great call. Right In verse 1 through 6, Paul was willing to go to the ends of the earth to tell people about Jesus Christ. He saw this as his calling. But in, the, in these verses, Paul talked about our calling from God. And listen, and listen to what he says in verse 1 through 6. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets and holy holy scriptures concerning his son Jesus Christ our lord who was born of the seed of david according to the flesh and declared to be the son of god with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead through whom we've received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name among whom you also are called of Jesus Christ guys we are all called to do everything and anything we can do to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world. You know, we're called to spread the good news of God the Father who loves us in spite of our sins. You know, that, and, and that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. And we start in our own family, our own neighborhoods, and the places that we work. But see, that's not the end of the story. You know, in Romans 1, 4, Jesus declared to be the Son of God with the power by the resurrection from the dead. Jesus is alive forever, guys. And he is able to give eternal life to anyone who will receive him as Lord and Savior. I mean, that's deep, guys. You know what I mean? And, and surely God has called us to be faithful witnesses for the most important truth. In Acts uh, chapter 1, 8, Jesus told his apostles, you shall receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What Jesus says in, 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 in Acts 1, 8 was not just for the apostles, it's for everybody. Anyone who follows Jesus, and we know this because the apostles have been in heaven for over 2,000 years. God calls all Christians to be his faithful witness. Starting in our Jerusalem, that's right here with our friends, our family, our neighbors, our co-workers, the, the, the people right where you live in the church that you go to. Jesus said, you shall be my witnesses. Steve Nichols explained it this way. Notice that Jesus didn't, doesn't say you will be my defense attorney. And he doesn't say that you'll be my prosecutor. He didn't say you'll be my salesman. See, you don't have to defend God. You don't have to be a salesman for God. All he wants you to do is be a witness. But what is a witness? It's just somebody who tells what they've experienced. I saw this. Then I saw this. And this is what happened. See, a witness tells about what happened to them. You know, you're, you're the expert of your own life. Nobody can could be a better witness on your life than you. Nobody can better witness of what God has done in your life than you. God says, 
I just want you to tell other people what's happened to you, what's happened in your life. And I want you to start with the people close to you. There is a great example for us in Luke 8. Uh, there Jesus uh, healed the man who was possessed by demons. And, and after the Lord healed, healed him, the man really wanted to go with Jesus. But the Lord sent him back to be a witness in his own hometown. Listen to God's word in Luke 8, uh, uh, 38-39. It says this. But the man from whom the demons had gone was begging him that he might accompany him. But... He sent him away saying, return to your house and recount the great things God has done for you. So he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city the great things Jesus had done for him. That man did exactly what the Lord wants us to do. Jesus wants us to be faithful witnesses right here at home. But also in our Judea, Samarians, to the end of our end to the end of the earth. That's all across our state, our country, and all, all over the world. There are there are many opportunities for us to to help and share the good news today. We can go all over the world like never before in history, and thank God for the credible, incredible opportunities God has given us. And 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 even though all of us can't go to those far away places. We all, all of us can get involved. We can help support missionaries with our prayers and money, and we should, right? You could also help smaller churches and ministry who are uh, out there as well. And this is important because they are trying to grow and get the gospel of Jesus Christ out. So people, so please people, support smaller ministries out there who are doing God's work. Support Made Free Church. Support Tactical Discipleship. You know, support those other ministries that are in your area that are doing God's work, that are biblically based, doing biblical discipleship. Those are the, those are the ones you need to support. These mega churches out here have enough money, right? And they do. They have enough money. But the smaller, like Maitre Church and some other smaller churches that are out there, need and can use your support to to proclaim, to to push out the gospel. You know, I like what we do here at Maitre Church because we're on, we're on an online church right now. So we have a vast audience that 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 we get to every every day and every week. You know, some listen, some don't. You know what I mean? But we have this platform. That's why I'm on every morning because I love preaching the word of God. You know what I mean? But we, we, we be willing to witness for Jesus Christ, right? We must be willing to, uh, to witness because God has given us a great call and because it will bring great comfort. Witnessing for Jesus Christ multiplies God's comfort in, in, in our world. And of course, new Christians receive an infinite comfort of salvation. And, and I can't think of anything that makes Christians happier than to hear that someone else has trusted in the Lord. That's why Paul's heart was overflowed, uh, overflowed with gratitude when he heard about the Christians in Rome. It was gratitude that we see in verses 7 and 8 when Paul wrote, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from our God, the Father, and, and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. That's your faith is spoken throughout the whole world. Is your faith spoken throughout the whole world? 
or you just sitting back, you know, watching The Simpsons and 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 American Dad or 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 Sons of Anarchy or or, or any of those other things that <laughs> that doesn't edify God or you. Are you too busy sitting watching the Lakers or the Angels or the Dodgers or 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 some you know race car and not going out and being that witness? Is your is your kids does your kids know about Jesus Christ? Does your granny does does your parents does your you know your nieces nephews and cousins and aunts and uncles do they know about Christ? And have you been that faithful witness? So, Paul was thankful. The heck is that? Oh. Sorry, guys. Um, so, Paul was thankful that some faithful Christians had witnessed to the people in Rome. And he was thankful that they had been saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul was thankful for their faith was strong that people all over the world had heard about the difference Jesus made in their lives. Paul also wanted to visit the Christians in Rome, you know, because he knew that he could multiply each other's comfort. And that's why he was praying to see them in verses 9 through 12. And I'm going to use the King James Version on this and says this, For God is my witness, whom I serve with the spirit of the gospel in his son. Without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers making a request by any means now at length that I may have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end ye may be established, that is, I may be comforted or encouraged together with you by mutual faith, of you in me. See, Paul knew that meeting with those other believers would bless both him and them. They all would be comforted, strengthened, and encouraged. This this is the one of the main reasons why God also wants us to meet together. He wants us to multiply his comfort in the world. But that can't even begin to happen unless Christians are willing to witness for our Savior. We must be willing to be willing to witness because it will bring us great comfort and because there are great consequences. See, Paul had these consequences in his heart as he spoke uh, to the Roman Christians in verses 13 and 15. Uh, in, in thir- 13, verses 13 through 15, and he says this, Now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now, that I may have some fruit among you just as among the other Gentiles. I am a debtor both to Greeks and barbarians, both the wise and unwise, at so as much as in me I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. As much as in me I am ready to preach the gospel. In the NIV, it says this. It says, I'm also eager to preach the gospel. With all of his heart, Paul was eagerly ready to preach the good news wherever possible, wherever he possibly could. And in verse 14, he considered this to be a great obligation or debt 
to all non-Christians. Why did Paul think of himself as a debtor? It seems like an odd thing to say that I am I am in debt to people I've never met. Why did he say that? There could be only one reason because Paul had a clear vision of the cross that he knew that what Jesus Christ had done for him. He knew that Jesus had paid the ultimate price for him. He knew that Jesus had saved his soul. Paul's heart had been so touched. His life has been so transformed. And he didn't want anybody in the world to miss out on what God can do for them. And again, in verse 14, Paul says, I am a debtor to both Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and unwise. Paul is saying here that we are obligated to reach as many people as we possibly can with the good news of Jesus Christ. People who are not like us, people who are not like us, people, all kinds of people, right? People you, 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 you've known for an entire lifetime and people that you've never met. You know, I heard a, a great, a great uh, sermon yesterday. You know, I was at Hillside. <laughs> which is right over here in Ranch Cucamonga, and I just visited there with with Pastor Chad, and I heard one probably one of the best sermons I've ever heard about hospitality. And you know, it's funny. I was I was thinking about. It, I was like, man, you know, Pastor McRae is doing this on hospitality, and I'm doing this on witnessing. It kind kind of goes the same way, right? And it does, man. If you really really think about it, it does go hand in hand. We're supposed to be witnessing, but we're supposed to be hospitable. And we're not, and let, me, let me get this. We're supposed to get hospitable to people that we don't like that are our brothers and sisters, right? We're, we're supposed to be loving and caring and hospitable. Breaking bread with them, even if we don't like them. But we're commanded to love them because in John 13, 34, it says, a new commandment I give you as I loved you, love one another. See, that's just not, okay, well, you know, when you're not busy or, 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 or when it's convenient for you, love your brother and sister. No, it's a commandment. A new commandment I give you, as I loved you, love one another. Be hospitable to one another. Witness together. Witness, go out, take somebody out and witness. It is a command. It's not a suggestion or a request guys you got to get over that the seeker friendly and the seeker that the love message all the time god gives us commandments that we must do we must disciple we must be going out witnessing we must be an evangelist we must be a teacher we must be study ourselves approves these are must these are commands these are not suggestions or requests anyway <laughs> Oh, man. You see, guys, Paul knew the consequences, and it's different between it's different between being saved or lost. It's either heaven or hell, eternal life or eternal death, everlasting joy or everlasting judgment. We must be willing to be a witness because there's great consequences and because we have great confidence in the gospel. If we really know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we can say the same thing Paul has said in verses 16 through 17. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power to, of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also the Greek, for it in its righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, 
The just shall live by faith. Guys, we have the same confidence Paul had because the gospel of Christ is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. The gospel has the power to touch hearts and transform lives. And everybody needs this transformation. And Jeremiah 17, 9 tells us why. There are God that here is where God's word says, the heart is deceitful above all things and just desperately wicked. And, and, and that's where we're stuck without the power of the gospel. In Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27, God says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the old heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you because you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my, you will keep my judgments to, to do them. See, the gospel of Jesus Christ has a miraculous, miraculous power in our lives. It can take the lust out of our lives and put love in. It can make a prostitute pure. It can make an alcoholic or a, or, or, or a marijuana smoker sober. It can give courage to a coward. It can give wisdom to a fool. It can make the crooked straight. Jesus can wash away hatred, anger, envy, and pride. With God, with all things are possible. Now, one of my favorite professors was, was Don... Dr. Don Wilton, he, had a, a, he was a tremendous preacher and teacher with, with a very British-sounding accent uh, from his days growing up in South Africa. In 2002, uh, he told an amazing story uh, that happened back when Don was, was at a seminary student in New Orleans. And, and Don and another seminary student stopped by a local grocery store where uh, there in the story noticed a scruffy-looking couple with a baby who had nothing but a diaper. And God's spirit moved on these students in a special way and they decided to open up their wallets and give the family all the money that they had. Don rolled up more than two, uh, $200 in bills. Then he sneaked up behind the barefooted man, stuck the roll in the man's, stuck a roll in the man's back and told him not to turn around. A gentle voice, Don spoke to the frightened man and said, my friend, you don't know who I am, but I want you to know that there is another man and I here tonight who love the Lord Jesus Christ. And he has done something for us that we do not, we cannot do for ourselves. And because of him, we just want to give you something for the two, from the two of us. The man tearfully received the money and Milton thought that he would never, Wilton thought he'd never be seen again. But years later, Dr. Wilton was teaching at, at the cemetery, at the seminary, not cemetery, seminary. And one of the students recognized his voice. It was the man at the store. See, he told Dr. Wilton that they were desperate that night. And, and they were so desperate that they had driven, they were driven from their home in Alabama to commit suicide by jumping off the bridge in New Orleans. And they planned to take their baby with them. But they decided to feed her first so at least she, had, she would die uh, with a full stomach. That's why they stopped at the store. But see, they were so encouraged by the kind words of a man who would not let them see his face. And they changed their minds. See, Dr. Wilton's brief witness set the desperate couple on the path of salvation. And more amazing things will happen when we witness for the Lord. So if you've never trusted Jesus Christ, why don't you trust the Lord right now? 
Our crucified and risen Savior loves you. And he'll save you. And he will begin to transform your life. And he will give you a testimony that can make an everlasting difference in someone else's life. We are to impact today's world and the people of this world. See, people are watching everything that we do. And if you're not witnessing or being that one person who can make a difference in someone's life, then you're not doing what Jesus commands us to do in Matthew 28. See, we need and we must be the people. Look, guys, you know, I'm a pastor and I fell. You know what I mean? I fell hard. And then the enemy used that to bring drama into my life. But I'm being restored because I humbled myself and said, you know what, man? I'm not going to. I love Jesus. I'm not going to stop doing this. I messed up. Yeah, who cares? But see, that made that made most Christians look bad. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about, there was just a lot of drama. You know what I mean? But one of the main things that I do know is that I'm forgiven, I've repented, and I'm moving forward. And I'm sharing, and I'm getting back to the basics of, 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 of biblical Christianity. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm not swaying from that. You know, and, 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 so I'm, and I'm not going to sway from that. You know, it's all about the word of God. It's all about sola scriptura for me. You know, so guys, I hope you're, I, I hope you're just, you're just, this new series is going to be amazing. We're going to spend the next 25 days or 26 days or, or maybe 30 days just in the book of Romans or we're going to pick it apart because it's so, because there's so much in Romans that you guys can, can get and, and I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, just a couple more announcements before I go. I, I go, guys. If you'd like to support Made Free Church in any way, shape, or form, we are a five hundred one c three nonprofit church, um, and uh, we could use your donations. We want to get our own church building, and we want to open up a men and women's home this year. So, if if you're led to give, please go to madefreechurch.org. There's a giving tab. You can give three ways. You can give through the cash app. You can give through our uh, PayPal link and you can give through the address that's provided. But just understand, please leave your email address. That way we can email you a tax deductible receipt for your taxes. Uh, so you can write that off at the end of the year. And tonight, we're going to have a prayer night at my house. <laughs> Yay! Uh, all are invited, men, women, children, you know, um, yeah, and we're just going to get together and we're just going to pray for one another, you know. So, guys, I just ask, guys, that, you know, you, you come. If you guys want to come, that you're in, you know, the Inland Empire, California or surrounding areas like Los Angeles and stuff like that. And you guys can drive out. Please uh, email us at madefreechurch at gmail.com and I will send you the address where you can come. We're going to start at 730, probably go till 9. And it's just gonna be a, it's just gonna be a time of fellowship and prayer. If you guys are afraid, you guys want to wear masks, go ahead. I'm not wearing masks, so, anyways. But guys, if you'd like to check out my personal website, you can check it out at either reformpastor.me or you can go to servantforchrist.com. And guys, check out our friends at 120 Army. That's 120army.com, or you can uh, download off your app, 
Apple App Store, your Google Play Store. Get involved with these guys. Aaron and Jose are really, really good friends of ours. We support them. We love them. So get involved in the 120 Army. And guys, we are looking for mature men and women to come on board for our Tactical Discipleship Ministry. If you want to check us out, it's called tacticaldiscipleship.org. That's tacticaldiscipleship.org. And we're looking for men and women all across the United States and all across the world. We'll train you uh, into, to, to, to disciple, which gets you into you're doing an accountability meeting. And we'll help you, uh, you know, be fishers of men so you can draw in the people that God has called you to disciple. I do it once a week with, with three or four men, and it's amazing. Uh, and also, guys, we have podcasts, Made Free Church and myself have podcasts out there. You can look at your Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, you know, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, Pod, uh, Cat, uh, CastBox, all of them. You can find Made Free Church and you can find um, the Reformed Pastor. That's me um, there, too. And uh, guys, I want to thank you for being here. It's so amazing that you guys are here, and it's so amazing that you guys are going to be watching later. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity that we get to spend with you. We love you, God, and we just thank you for all that you do. God, just uh, bless our day as we go. In Jesus Christ, we, we pray. Amen. Guys, you guys have a great day. God bless all of you.